0: All right, hello everybody. We're back. Uh, I guess this is episode four if we're counting episodes. Um, I'm Michael. Um, We got a new platform uh, today. We've got some kind of exciting news. I don't know if all now. I don't know what the deal is when we want to announce that, but we'll figure it out. Uh, But we're using a little bit of a a new service here. This is our third service in uh, streaming service in a month's time. So hopefully this one sticks. Um, but joining me today, you can see in the the upper right hand corner is Jason from uh, Ohio. and we've got Jack from Delaware. Um, and Ken's not with us today. He said he's got a date, so uh, oh, gonna, so yeah, he's he's uh, out Ooh. doing stuff that's, I guess more important than turtles, but I don't know. We're gonna have to give them some a hard time about that. Uh, but so we are all super excited about this this episode today. Um, and this is, I think we've talked the most about this one. We're all, there were texts going back and forth on our group chat with, we're so hyped for this and, and excited. Um, today we're going to be talking about a, a, we've got Terrence, Terence Rogers, uh, from Tertalia on Instagram, uh, joining us today from Australia. Uh, and we're going to be talking about one of the most interesting groups of turtles. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Australian turtles. Um, and I think the in the u.s at least a lot of the times they tend they're typically not a group of turtles you talk about uh that frequently and they're typically we're talking more about the cryptodires uh the hidden neck turtles um but australia is really unique because all, all the turtles except for one um on the whole continent are the plear dyers so the species that pull the necks sideways or snake necks short necks uh but it's a whole and it's very diverse i mean it, it, it's mid 30s upper 30s species wise so similar to u.s diversity but it's all a whole different group of turtles so we're just super hyped to have terrence on so welcome terrence
1: um thank you thanks guys i look forward to talking about it hopefully i can live up to all the hype
0: (laughs) yeah no um this is it's gonna be good so yeah yeah uh So I guess the first question we always have is kind of what got you into turtles? That's sort of the, always the first one we get asked. I'm sure you get this one a ton, but just why turtles?
1: Yeah. So originally my, um, so my dad's side of the family, they're from country, New South Wales, and, uh, I'm from Sydney, New South Wales. I grew up here my whole life. Um, but, yeah, Dad's side of New South Wales, when I was younger, maybe two or three years old, um, we were driving, just driving on a holiday, going up to see the family and along the road, long-necked turtle, the Cheladina longicollis, killerdina longicollis. And um, and we just picked it up, not knowing, you know, that it was illegal or anything like that, took it home and, and yeah, and it all just sort of started from there. We... Um, pretty early on we, we we only had sort of that long neck and maybe found one other for a few years but quickly learned that you needed a license and you needed to do things properly so um, so yeah we we got the license and uh, and and the collection sort of started there and uh, luckily we we met a good friend of ours Michael pretty early on when we were keeping turtles he was he was selling a few um, a few McClay River turtles and Macquarie Dura and uh and they were ones that we were interested in because they were particularly small, emmy Dura, um one of the smallest in australia and uh and yeah and and uh, we got talking to him and been very good friends since um, done all our turtle trips together and everything so so uh yeah, and that's sort of how it started, and from there we kept meeting people and and uh the collection kept growing. Started off with one pond and two tanks, I think, and now we're at 14 tanks and six or seven ponds. <laughs> and I, uh, if it wasn't for my mum and my sister, it'd, it'd be even more, I think.
0: <laughs> That's correct. Everyone in the house has got to be uh, interested in the turtles, it sounds like. I think we can all relate to that to some extent. <laughs> we've kind of taken over some portion of the house with our, with our kind of captive animals, I guess.
1: The, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of our, 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 my work with turtles and stuff like that originally and still to this day has been mostly captive, um, you know, husbandry, keeping of things I've spent, like that but it's it's only been listed because I've been either in school or studying at university um, not really having a chance to spend much time on turtles doing turtles you know things like that but uh, that'll change from now and uh, yeah more work can be done particularly on the scientific side which is what I have an interest in so you you just finished up.
0: I guess uh, you were telling us a little bit about some of the work that you were doing at university. Uh, I guess that's pretty interesting. Can you tell a little bit more about
1: that? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm doing my master's at the moment. I'm at the tail end of that. I I look at toxic algae or potentially toxic algae, which is cyanobacteria. Um, It's actually a bacteria, not an algae, but a, a bacteria that can photosynthesize and thus create its own energy they um they've been around for millions and millions of years some say the building blocks of life um um but yeah they're, they're they're a fascinating uh group and uh yeah i get the privilege to study them and look at how in particular i look at how nutrients affect their growth so nitrogen phosphorus in um in the murray river so one of our iconic rivers has been heavily dammed and, and, uh, and weird and, you know, things like has slowed down. And as a result, those conditions are now ideal for toxic algae to grow. So, yeah, we're, we were just looking at trying to understand how it's growing in the, in weird pools and how it's getting to toxic levels um, for, um, yeah, for my master's and and I've just finished a big report for a government body, and and uh, hopefully finish my whole thesis soon. So, um, so yeah. Interest in rivers goes across from algae to turtles.
2: <laughs> oh, that as well. <laughs> oh, there we go. So, yeah.
1: So,
0: I guess. Well, we can. So my... So, I didn't, int- I, I, we didn't say this, but so I guess Terrence's dad was going to join us midway through, and we had some technical difficulties. So, that midway through is sort of at the beginning, but that's awesome. So, that yeah, go. yeah. But uh, he'll, that's he'll
1: join good. in in a second.
0: All good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, that's got to give you an interesting perspective kind of working with the microbial aspect of things on, on keeping turtles, but just kind of in general, um, kind of, have you applied that sort of to like captive the work you
1: do or that's kind of separate, I guess. My work is very much because of the aspect that I look at, I look at how nutrient dynamics within the river affect the phytoplankton dynamics. in particular cyanobacteria. so you know unique to the system unique to the features of the river of the lake um that you know nearly every system is 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 different and in 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 captivity you know algal species and things like that even in captive environments are are more than likely going to be different because the conditions are just not conducive for their growth we have different non-toxic types of cyanobacteria in tank environments but something that I've, I've, you know, spent a bit of time research but not really found much info. There's a lot of people who will, who to the extent of saying, oh yeah, I've got a uh, cyanobacterial toxic algae bloom in my tank, but I could never ever find any information that's sort of where people's understanding stops and I've spent time trying to look into it and things like that, but you know, maybe I haven't dug hard enough, <laughs> but um, but. Certainly, something I'm 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 gonna look or want to look at future now that I've got a bit of, uh, now that I've got skills with you know Id- identifying algae and cyanobacteria and and uh, I've got a bit more of an understanding of what strains or what certain species of, of um cyanobacteria might, but um but yeah, it's cool to in in our ponds out the back see the you know just the common green algae that I see out in the river. See, seeing that in the, in the ponds and things, it's, it's pretty interesting, but, um, but yeah, my, the implications of my research aren't really, aren't really, uh, they're not able to really be transferred that much, um, to captive sort of settings or environments like that.
0: Uh, yeah, the, but, uh, one of the only, um, still important.
1: <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
0: Here he, Here he is.
3: Oh, there we go.
1: It oh, I do this go, as well. That's that should go in your left ear. Ah, oh,
3: nothing ever stays in my It'll ear. Work. Go, fellas. Hi. Oh, hey. I can hear you. Sorry, I'm just raced from work. I got to earn money to eat the habit. <laughs> I haven't become <laughs> I haven't become a turtle millionaire yet. Yeah. <laughs> do We're... you guys know any? I wish
0: uh i can only eric good eric good comes to mind but that's i think that's pretty much it but yeah well it's it's great to have you on and both of you guys um this is going to be awesome thanks for sitting down with us and um we're just really excited to talk we're all from uh united states so we're uh certainly interested in australian turtles and I think kind of our our uh a lot of our knowledge has come from the 2017 Turtles of Australia book that is, I mean, literally the Bible of Australian turtles. Um, and I'm sure you guys have uh got there you go. <laughs> and uh I've heard that you guys have had some you guys know John cannon and have had some adventures. Um
3: I, I, yeah, we have a lot of a lot of contact. Days, help each other out with a little bit. He he might not realise it, but he helps us a lot more than we help him. <laughs> a lot of knowledge.
1: Yeah, we've we in terms of things we haven't really done much with him, but spent a lot of time with him talking, chatting, spent time at his house. Could just could spare treasure trove.
3: I'm scared we're yeah. never going to get all the information that we that he's got in his head. <laughs> we're never going to hear it all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a bit. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, oh, that sound that sounds bad. But he's yeah. <laughs> it's got a fort in it, in not necessarily that order. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I. Uh so i'm in california and i do work with the pond turtles and i learned recently that he had actually been to the spot where i do pond turtle work which is kind of interesting um but i'm curious do you guys know how he got all the photos for the turtles of australia book because i i mean that book in terms of turtle photos is the most incredible sort of I guess, array of, and in, in, in terms of the size of the book and everything, but were those sort of, were those in tanks or,
4: I, I mean, that's. Actually, I don't mean to deject that. I actually have a decent bit of input there. Uh, cause I was, cause Maurice, Maurice Rodriguez, do you guys know him or heard of him?
1: Nimes familiar. Might, a little bit familiar. Yeah. Portrayed. Yeah. He's
4: he's like omnipresent in the turtle world, but he always, he's always there. It's some he's somehow has connections with everybody, but, uh, he still has the he apparently uh a lot of the pictures from that book were taken at uh bill mccord's like of bill mccord's turtles and apparently like they just disassembled that tank a couple years ago but uh yeah that's what that's like a lot of the pictures are they were in the same tank it was just it's just they would take different turtles in but not the, the wild pictures obviously but like the cover photo and all of that those are all uh captive turtles that were t- those are all bill mccords yeah
1: yeah
3: we've a photographer here in uh Australia Gustav Smida uh who who's very well known with uh wildlife well fish uh, aquatic life mostly and uh fish turtles um or reptiles in general. but he he's him and candy a little bit together with photography and um John had a room John had room and, a, and mo- a lot of the photos that were his but photos like that one on the front with theo and i uh were in in a tank which way do i move it mm-hmm. in a tank in uh his uh you've got a different cover at john's place the other day he showed me a, the book oh that picture uh, there yeah, was a different big, cover for you guys so you might not recognize that cover he showed me your american copy oh i can um or the overseas copy but um just showed us how he did his last year before he passed and then uh we and john showed us how he did a lot of his photographs as well and it's great setup you wouldn't know it looks fantastic the photos and being the same at bill's place too i think they all use the same formula of setting up the tank getting nice depth of the photo taking the photos through the glass mm. I don't know
1: anything yeah. about photography, Gu- but <laughs> Gunther even—I uh, think Gunther has a book or a little, a little like, uh, like a guide to how he does his photography, and he, you know, the certain light setups and different angles of lighting and things like that. Um, but yeah, there's some of Gunther's books on freshwater fishes and things, and just the the shine that he gets from some of the rainbow fish and stuff like that is just amazing. It's hard to comprehend. That's
0: really interesting. I didn't realize that there was... I mean, that, yeah, it's just... That book, I don't know if there's any figures on how many pictures are in there, but just a lot, of, a lot wow. of the older turtle books. Typically, it's kind of a lot of text, which is great, obviously, but then there's sort of a section of plates, and they tend to be not maybe the best photos, but The Turtles of Australia is... It's absolutely incredible, honestly. Kind of the the variation that he demonstrates in so many yeah. photos, and 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 sort of, I guess the the uh, just the amount of photos within it is incredible. Um, so I yeah, so I guess um, I guess if you guys just want to sort of so uh, Australian turtles, typically, I've found that a lot of people don't really know sort of how many species exist uh in australia i mean certain long neck species broad shells come to mind and and eastern long necks we've got a lot in the the captive trade here but uh in terms of the overall diversity there's a lot that uh, people that are just kind of generally into turtles might not even know about so i don't know if you guys want to give kind of a rundown on 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 some of the species that you guys keep but also have sort of had experience in the wild with and just kind of showcase sort of the diversity in uh, in terms of species. Mm.
1: Well, <laughs> interestingly, a lot of the the species that are popular overseas are, are ones that are harder to find here. Ooh. So you know, species like um, subglobosa, they they're, they're not very popular here. Even even still, the you know now they're becoming more popular. And uh, the, the,
3: the people would like to have subglobosa. I think because they're attracted to the coloring, but in most states won't allow them to be uh, kept
1: that easily. There's mm. requirement, like yearly requirements for, you know, up, update, like going up into a second class of license. Mm. Yeah. Not many people are going to, to, to move up into different classes. They just sort of get the, the, the plus one license and keep what they can. And uh, species like yeah, wellina and and uh and things like that I see more so overseas and see virtually none of here in Australia. Um uh particularly in the in the captive sort of sphere. Um but yeah the what other species the um
3: oh the things that, that aren't that aren't known much about overseas that we've got two of the I don't know what you've covered before I got here, two of the monotypic genus. Turtles, which is the uh, Fitzroy River, they, the Mary River, well, they're both very different in that respect because the Mary River turtle was so widely uh, kept in the uh, 70s and 80s because they were harvested by by a particular uh, or group up on the Mary River in south South southeastern Queensland, and they uh, were sold at the pet trade. And in those days, turtles were just called the penny turtle in Australia. Because they stayed, they were small and although they were small, so they just called a penny turtle because they lived for a few years and then they died because they're kept in a fishbowl or something. Um, so Mary River Turtle, which is a beautiful and very unique turtle and endangered species, now the the uh, um, there we go, he's got it. <laughs> yeah, Mary's are um quite oh, yeah, it's letting out water. Um, Mary's were sort of widely kept, but they aren't now, so the people. That had them in those days. We had a friend down in, in uh, Melbourne who had, a, uh, had one from those days, uh, you know, just kept for 20 years or 30 years or what, 30 or 40 years or whatever it was. Um, so they were, Mary River well, we're rare in captivity here. Well, in New South Wales, they're a class one animal, which people don't really know, class one reptile, I mean. So they, they sort of can be kept easily, but they're really not available. We've got one mate in Brisbane who breeds them now. And that's about in Australia, I'd say. Uh, we've got a few adult, you know, sub-adults out there. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> what, is, uh,
0: what is the Class 1? I'm not familiar with sort of the
3: Australian kind of... Uh, yeah, so state- statewide laws. So so you, I think you've got different state uh, regulations there too. So the Class 1 in New South Wales just means the common... Things like Amadura uh, Macquarie I, I think said one of you guys have got Macquarie. Uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but we, um, uh, yeah. So the, the more common species, but the, it's so outdated the system that things like Mary River turtle, Cooper in captivity, the tropical north of nor- in Northern Territory, the dentata. Uh, still a class one animal in in New South Wales, that's in New South Wales. But in some other states, things can be kept without license. And then some of these things we're showing you now are allowed to be kept with a with a license, the lowest level license. So mm. we have what's called, well, we're talking to licensing. <laughs> what's uh, a class allows? It's called class two non venomous. So we can have any of the next listing of of reptile critters that, that are uh, not venomous. Uh, so it opens up to a lot of the snakes and lizards and things that you couldn't have on a class one. We don't have many other, we used to have quite a few lizards as well, but down to just a shingle back now. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, While we're on the topic of Mary's, um, Mary River turtles, I, I know Michael wanted to see a captive one. Um, this is This is our first Mary that we ever got maybe as a baby 10, a baby, 10, 10 11 years 10 old Ten or 11 years ago um it's got a it, it, this one's interesting it it, it was very pale on the underside growing up much like much like this. the coloration is um is uh is quite different in these two um on the plastron and and uh growing the bigger one was always like that little one it was that that sort of golden yellowish sort of color at, along the bottom there till so we put it and i think um some of the like pelleted food in in our in our feedings that we give is is like a, a barramundi or a or a some yeah, type of trout fish. and barramundi like fish food that was just one of the pellets we added into our mix and i reckon something in that May pellet may have brought out this sort of golden color in the, in the turtle. I know on, on my, um, on my turtle page on the, on my turtle Instagram page, uh, Tertalia, there's, there's a few good photos of, of it when it was bright sort of golden colored. And, uh, and, and yeah, it was, it was quite striking. It was, um, it was pretty amazing, but, um, but yeah, they're, a, they're a cool turtle. They, um, Have the obvious down the bottom there. Yeah. Is that I
0: I can't quite tell from the video, but I know some of the males get massive tails, like to the point
2: where.
1: Yeah. So this one is a male. He's only young. And by young, like 10 is very young for them. So. If I give you a bit of a reference. My index finger, <laughs> sort of similar length. If you'll pull it that's out, still pretty, that's a pretty big tail. Like, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
3: adult males, yeah. their sexual dimorphism is different. they're one of the few where the male in Australia, where the male, or well, the only, I think, where the male turtle will be bigger than the don't let him do anything
2: on, yeah, your, on your laptop, on my laptop <laughs> <laughs> and he,
3: uh, bigger than the male.
0: Yeah, for aquatic oh, yeah. turtles,
3: it seems mm. to be the other way around. Yeah, the the other uh, monotypic uh, genus dry river turtle, which is just really not kept in, it's not in captivity in, in Australia much at all. But again, the same mate in Brisbane has bred them recently. Uh, yeah, after- yeah. <laughs> But we yeah we got those uh, last year well yeah nearly a year ago, um, and they're quite unique turtles. Which is you you always hear the story. So I think you know Steve Steve Irwin sort of love love Australia and these two are the ultimate in that respect. So uh, we filmed. Uh, I'll try and find it. One filmed. Uh, uh, out in the, in the wild, up in the Gulf country in Queensland, so from the point coming down on the left, that's the Gulf country, they call it, and and I lifted the the, the snapper out of the, its head out of the water and you see the cloaca up and then it pulled its head under and the cloaca opens up, so up and down. I was doing that so you can follow up with the GoPro. Uh, it's not very professionally uh, filmed. Uh, i and snorkel and I was trying to do it and... Trying to see if its head is above the water and a camera's moving everywhere, but it's quite interesting to see. Might do it out here in the pond one day with yeah. some of ours. But um, the ultimate in the back of respiring turtles is the Mary River turtle. You know, rely on that well oxygenated water uh, to, to survive, and, and they'll be found below the riffle zones fast water uh, in the rivers that where they exist that's usually where they're found um i know our little our little uh Fitzreizel, um spent a lot of time i never see them come up you know i can sit there and stare them for hours but uh are, they
1: they're they're a true walking walking turtle they virtually never swim in the midstream at all they're just the whole time they spend is just walking along the bottom. If you if you spook them, they might jump forward a little bit, but they're they're either planted and half buried along the bottom, just can't or, grab it, yeah. <laughs> they're either yeah, just sitting perfectly still, or or um or uh, or walking along the bottom. And and interestingly, I, I've actually got a bit of footage of it. And I haven't put it up yet, but um, I'm hope hopefully I'll put it up soon. I I um I took a video of of one of the babies uh when we first got it and it was it was looking at the log like one of the logs we just had in the tank in it and it started walking up to it and i thought oh it's just gonna and stay along the bottom but it started climbing and as it's climbing it's being onto the onto the log and walking and you can see it's almost using its chin as well and like the the front of the beak and it's it's l- latching on and walking like this with all four limbs and it's fascinating i've never seen anything like that so um and it started like scraping you like scraping against the against the log getting the algae off and things so um yeah hopefully i release that video soon and you guys can see that um but yeah they're they're they're, they're a fascinating turtle so, like completely different to everything else we've we've seen and had um but yeah Um someone guys, was
0: telling me about a a video with the the Rheodides, the Fitzroy River Turtles, they had a feather and someone took a video of it. It was taken in water and they put the feather and it. it would go in and out and they put the I it might not in Australia, I don't know if that but here there's a it's like did It's like a little tune and they made the tune to it and the feather was going in and out. Yeah,
1: I i right. have
4: seen that. That's like <laughs>
1: The, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll include in the video a bit of, bit of footage of the sand underneath it just getting pumped every every half a second. You can just see it, just, and and you can see the turtle when it's especially when you're going to catch it or 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 you've just put it back a tank. It'll 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 really pump the the water through the cloaca, and it'll um and it'll it'll really it'll do it so much. So that the back legs will be like that, and its bum's pointed up in the air, rocking back and forth, just pumping water in and out of the in and out of the cloaca. Dad's grabbed one of them, shedding, shedding at the moment, but um, letting letting yeah, all this is wa- letting it, letting out all that water too. <laughs> Hold it like this. Show you up close. Rear dieties, rear dieties, Luke, wide eyed diver, in uh, well, translates to wide eyed diver, and uh, as you can see, or oh, wow. well, if you can see the the really white, distinct eye, the um, oh yeah, grab that, Jack. Were you trying to say
0: something? It, Is no, uh, no, I'm just looking through, oh, I'm,
4: yeah. I'm just looking at the I'm just trying to like get close so I could see. Yeah, on my that's, that's
0: I didn't my realize eye. that Luke harps, That that makes sense though. That's uh, yeah. yeah very interesting
3: i'm not sure which word but they they used to be called one of the old names here used to be white eyed river diver that was the early name uh for them and that's what the name means i don't know i don't know if that's latin we have names for some of our turtles that are greek and different languages but um they're scientific names but um they uh uh yeah it means white eyed river diver Mm. essentially uh i should study that up a little bit more but uh diver is because they're always they're down, not yeah. really diving they're yeah. just staying down there <laughs> but yeah they uh they're quite prowling. Look, they for as a, as australian turtle you know we have short neck turtles and long neck uh turtles as well and these in the scheme of things have actually got almost a mid a, a mid-stre- mid neck a mid strength mid mm-hmm. mid strength a mid uh length neck Mid strength, I'm thinking about beer. Um, well, we have beer in bottles here that they call long neck. So, this is a, this is a, myth. <laughs> and the short, the short, we used to have beer, beer in bottles that they called stubbies. <laughs> <laughs> That's short neck.
2: <cool.
3: laughs> but uh, yeah, so they're very cool turtle to have interesting the way like the head it's hard to like terence will put photos up i don't know how to do instagram and all that sort of stuff but um the, interestingly the head if you've watched the uh um, oh what's the you know, da- dragons and everything show uh, uh oh the series um game of thrones oh. uh the dragons in ja- game of thrones i reckon if you look at the if you look at the head and the neck and the way this neck moves it's got a different the head of a of a uh, of a fitzroy can pivot close to the head at the top of the neck it's hard to see it there but it's got a an unusual bend that it, and none of our short neck or long neck species seem to be able to do they've got a general sort of a bend in the in the neck i don't know all the correct terminology for it but they are quite unique it's just one of those little things sort of notice when you stare at them a few hours a day <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's
3: are you comparing it to the like the dragons in Game of Thrones? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have a look at that. I'll send you. Terrence will do some photos for you of those up close and and some oh, of like the, the, the adults that we've seen. Yeah. I wonder what the. Yeah. Oh, it's quite amazing. Quite amazing that. I wonder the why I the
0: Fitzroy really sort of can pivot like that I kind of the I guess the atlas, the the vertebra, the
3: vertebra. That's kind of interesting. It would be interesting to see. I'll, mm. I'll, I mean, I'll talk to John about it too and just things of them. Is, they're rare to see, uh, period. I don't think they're seen that often. So uh, finding some skeletal remains yeah. would be interesting to see.
1: Yeah, but, um, but, yeah, it would be to you know what it was like, what that connection would is like it in the in the upper neck there because they, I mean, they're very insect they insectivorous, whatever the, and uh, you know macroinvertebrates and things down in the rocks. So potentially having that that ability to move their head and pivot it a little bit more um, in these little rock crevices allows for them to get down deeper. And one thing that's interesting that you'll you'll see on the turtle is that it's it's beak is quite pointed um see if i can show you that but um but yeah they've got a quite a pointed sort of on the camera hard to do but um but yeah the a... same photos oh yeah but um yeah camera yeah, quality yeah, there is quite um it's quite pointed a bit hard to see it's quite it's unique formative.
3: it's uh the, well the only thing that's remotely similar is the um the the uh mary river turtle uh there's not a real you know there's not that closely related <laughs> not that closely uh not that similar really but the, the more similar than any of our other uh, australian turtles but what yeah what was the question again michael sorry <laughs> am i getting names right michael jack and Jason, Jason, yeah. Um, what, uh, what was the question? Some of the other things that we have here in Australia,
1: less common, that are less common. The belli. Yeah, so the Kellys. Um, so we've got a few of those uh, uh, species from that genus. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got a few of them down here as well that I can show as. But um, but yeah, the belli are, are, a, are a few years now. That uh, friend I told you about before, Michael had um, had uh, had adults for years and years and years, and and was actually able to breed them maybe ten yeah twelve ten, music, yeah. 10, 10 11, eleven years
3: ago
1: years ago, and uh, and we got uh, a lot of that uh, a lot of those offspring and uh, just grew them up slowly, and now they're getting to mature. Size, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, you know in it till, till, um, till they're able to breed, you know, how what they're like, what you know, what age they, they are able to breed when they're mature and things like that. So it'll be um, the, the main sort of population of fellae, which, uh, which are in New South Wales, um, but there is also a disjunct population in, uh, in southern Queensland um up in uh Giraween national park bald rock creek bald, bald rock creek sorry and uh yeah commonly called bald rock creek turtles but um but yeah in 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 the book john mentions how they're different and 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 notes that they're morphologically different stuff by by others sort of have, have scrutinized that and sort of said you know they might they're likely not to be different but um but yeah.
3: Genetically the same, both populations. It's just very slight, more yeah, morphological differences in some of the detachment in size we've noticed too. Um, so uh, yeah, you know have friends involved in the work up up there now do in government. Um, uh, like I there with the turtles, there's there's, there's they're in a little they're in decline. The species up there because of uh, well, there's blindness in uh, a lot of, in some of them. I'll we'll send the photo later too. Do you have this on Facebook, or that's the only thing I know how to do? Um, I can add photos if it was on Facebook, but <laughs> why are you laughing at me, mate? <laughs> yeah, we can all exchange social. Uh, well, okay.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, just the blindness, you know, cataracts that exist there and, and that opens in a another population of uh saw shell of lattice you know same genus turtle uh not too far away as well so it's uh which is a little bit sad but yeah the predation nest predation all mm. sorts of things are impacting uh those guys mm. foxes mainly yeah. uh, Com-
1: the the main thing that they're finding well that they have found was that competition has driven the the my Chelliespell to, to, to the sort of upper reaches of these of these systems. So the there's rivers like the Kuwaita River and and the and the Namoy and Macdonald rivers and and things like that where, where in New South Wales where they're found, but they're upstream of uh, waterfalls and things like that or big dam impoundments. Um, and yeah the emidura that that are you know must have been native to a, to a much of the the basin and uh you know further down there just slowly have you know outcompeted these these turtles and driven them upstream and you know there's there's these pockets remaining in the upper reaches of these streams but there there's no there's no crossover there's no um genetic vari- uh, introgression by by um by other from other catchments so there's, yeah
3: there's only one section of their range one river where they uh cohabit like they're together. So, and they seem to, the, the, uh, I don't know how much you can read into it, but the belli there look smaller than the populations. Uh, they look reasonable there. It's fairly large in that area. So there's, so they're actually introduced, um, Macquarie are, Macquarie are in the, river, upper, in the lower sorry lower reaches of those rivers. So this is Western flowing. We've got in New South Wales, in Eastern Australia, we've got the Great Dividing Range. And sometimes we talk about Eastern flow. So that's from the Great Dividing Range to the, to the sea and Western flow, which is going out to marshes and things in, into the West country, out into the plains. So this is Western flow. So this is the Murray-Darling system and up in in other lower parts of the murray darling it's full of macquarie that's emidura macquarie i also um, where the, the top location the name comes from so uh, so yeah they they are there they're native to that area but they're obviously moving up they're the sort of uh, you know like the yeah, i mean they're a native turtle, they're not the red-eared slider of, of Australia because they're native turtle and they're just doing what they do and mm-hmm. that's the way they they operate. They're a voracious feeder um, and obviously do better than the yeah. belli in those areas. So that we haven't known enough for so many, so haven't studied enough. The turtle, you know, it was one of the, the is one of the earlier turtles to be named in in uh, Australia. Um, uh in the eighteen hundreds were early early to be found, but then so much going on with the names mm. relating to ladder sternum and all sorts of things. But uh yeah they and, I don't think we know enough about their range for long enough to be able to tell how much that interaction yeah. faster than we think they are.
1: Yeah. It's also it's also interesting that the the emidura up in those northern rivers of the Murray Darling Basin are morphologically quite different to the southern emigure macquarie Um, to say you know potentially you know this the the macquarie were only endemic to the lower parts of the murray darling basin and they've slowly moved up is 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 one thing but then you you just assume whatever's there would be similar to what's moved or what they're they actually do look quite different Um, and there's you know that sort of region of northern new south wales southern queensland is quite it's quite it's quite a wet region in in parts but it's also sort of unknown in areas as well um you know people you know not really going you know people do a do a study and because things are still imagery or macquarie they they'll go straight to the murray or you know parts of the murray where there's where there's heaps of them and then you know this catchment is is a huge catchment, it's the width of New South Wales, uh, the length of New South Wales. Um, you know, those there's, there's turtles up there that you know might not be looked at in depth or might be just you know not considered. Um, I think there's been some uh, the, the, there's been some guys who have looked at you know the amidure up up in those reaches, but but only as you know collateral in their studies, just you know, as a number, not as the actual target right on
5: what's been your uh, experience like with the uh, emidura I like in uh, captivity like how long have you been working with them like how do you set them up or can you speak to that yeah. perhaps
1: yeah yeah so uh, we we've never, we never we had a few early on of the sort of pure emidura macquariei Macquarie um but um because they're a uh, turtle that grows quite large the, that, uh, you know, we we sort of became interested in the eastern flowing Emidura Macquariei species. Um, so as Dad was saying, just before east of the Great Dividing Range we have lots and lots of catchments and each of, in each of those catchments they there's differ ever so slow um, and they were sort of uh, the one that we were more interested in. So Emidura Macquariei, Dura, mcclay river turtle is um is is one that we were interested in early on so we mainly kept them um in terms of setting up husbandry you know tanks like that uh tanks should i go things, and get
3: one so jason can yeah see it. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: um in terms of you know setting setting them up and everything to keep you know um all the basics there's nothing There's nothing in particular, you know, when it comes to water quality that I would say you need to look at, um, uh, you know, the, we keep most of our tanks and, in and I know the river from, from doing my, my research and stuff like that, that the water quality is pretty, pretty sound, you know, the pH sort of stays around seven, if anything goes a bit higher to to high sevens, um, you know, uh, it's quite. It's not that saline in, uh, in parts uh, for most of it. Um, it Temperature-wise, they're able to cope with pretty cold temperatures, um, you know, down to, you know, 8 to 10 degrees Celsius. I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit. But, um, uh, uh, yeah, they, um, they're quite a hardy turtle. And in Australia, they're, they're very common um, in, the, in the captive sphere. Um, yeah. It's cool to see them overseas, and one thing I've noticed as well with with a lot of Australian turtles is the many uh, of the species overseas have a have a slight look to them that's not normal, or uh, it makes it hard to pick. Um, turtles have been plucked from two different areas, and they're offspring of, of of turtles from two different areas, but um, but yeah, it's hard to really. You no, know, and a lot of stuff that has gone overseas you know you know the old townships in in areas that were more popular that i know in northern territory and parts of the kimberley and towns that you know people collected animals from that and in uh a, in a just land that's left um and managed by indigenous um but uh but yeah they um yeah, the Amygera macquarie are are a cool species. It's cool to see them overseas. Definitely.
5: Um I, it's kind of interesting too because like I think you were uh, talking about this earlier but like the uh, subglobosa are like uh, not super common in Aus- like Australian collections but they're like really common over here and then kind of like the opposite with the um the macquarie yeah yeah
1: because yeah, like yeah. over
5: here in the states like not a whole lot of people have them especially compared to like the subglobosa but like you see them like all like online over um like in australia so it's interesting like because it was like what the 80s when uh like australia banned like import and export so it's yeah, interesting yeah. to see how like that's kind of affected like the species available um for like the private sector
1: that's it, yeah yeah it's fascinating the um yeah it's the 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 the, the amount of subgloboso that are that are overseas is just astronomical and you know it's it's pretty interesting to see how people you know relate uh, the emidura subglobosa to Australia, to to australia and and areas as such when the population here is tiny there's uh you know a couple hundred individuals in one little section of the Jardine river up right on the tip and uh, but um but yeah it's um and you know including in australia a lot of the subglobosa here are actually from overseas they would have come from America probably um, you know uh, I, a few may have come straight directly from um, uh, Papua New Guinea but um, but yeah they, I, I'd say most of our captive like all of ours are uh, what I would think as Amyduraous subglobosa subglobosa. in um, of late the, the, there's actually been a description for the Australian population. Um, subgobosa anki anch- anchibania, I believe it's pronounced, and uh, that 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 subspecies they've you know, it was described by Ian Smales and McCord and and uh, John Cannon and stuff, and they um, yeah, they they found some pretty interesting out our Australian populations, you know, that showing their show our. You know, distinct in, in in certain aspects. You know, the Australian ones will have a dark sort of horseshoe shape below the jaw. They're, the bridges are particularly pale. There's no color, no, um, you know, coloration, pink coloration on the bridges of the shell. Um, um, yeah, the eye color is different as well. Uh, um, I believe more yellow in the Australian ones and but um but yeah it's a uh it's interesting it's um it's something that i enjoy looking at those subtle differences in populations and uh i uh i am of that i'm colorblind so i
3: can't (laughs) tell what he's looking at sometimes i got him interested in turtles so he could tell me what color things are
0: (laughs) i um so one of the things that's really interesting about Australian turtles that I've been following a, along with a bit is the fact that there's so many, I mean, recently there's been descriptions of at least, well, there's been sort of big taxonomic revisions of the Southwestern long necks, but there's two new species that a lot of people, I think just in general, haven't heard of. The, um, I, I don't know if it would be the Darwin long neck, the longneck. Longneck. Yeah. 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 And then oh, also um, the Emidura Gunalini. I was to go and get one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then also the uh, E, the Emidura Gunalini, too. A lot of people probably don't even know about the, the Gunalin's long neck turtle, but now there's a Gunalin short neck turtle, too. So, like, this is so interesting. Yeah
1: yeah yeah oh i'll get on to that right before we uh get onto that topic though we'll just go back to uh emmy duro again um the, the these
3: are two of them are clay which way do i go that yeah, way yeah that way these are two of the are that uh so the 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 female is actually quite a small one i picked these two out because it shows the differences particularly for you josh uh jason jason uh yep. the um the the differences with your quite fair and more rounded, where these more ovate uh, shape and quite dark, like the the plastron is very dark relative to uh, the, the common Macquarie and uh, indeed all other Macquarie in Australia. So they're unique. They're quite popular in captivity in Australia because they're small, the smallest of the well, one of the smallest of the madura, and they're uh, so easy, relatively easy to keep. I like we, well, you know, the ones I fell in love with early. I like the color in the, the, you know, the colorful sort of eye they have too. So it's quite attractive yeah. even to colorblind people. But um, so this lives. is a fairly small female. Normally they get a little bit bigger, and this is quite a, an average size. He's shedding at the moment too. Uh, average size male. You can see the, obviously the tail difference in the tail there too. Um, she's oh, not wow. relaxing much. Um but this yeah, so this is our smallest female, but she's mature, she's bred. Um she came from John Can actually, this this girl. But um, so they're yeah, they're but that's that's why they're popular in Australia. Beautiful mm. turtles. Some of our other ones are fairer than this, you know. Uh Plastron is a lot fairer than that.
1: Mm. Um another an interesting thing about um the McClays as well is John, John can also spend a lot of time with the, like up on the McClay River and in, in parts and he's, he's got a few friends who are up on the river there and and what he noted was that one of the tributaries running into the McClay, the George which was George's Creek um which was the the creek that ran through his friend's property um he uh he noted that 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 population of turtles was distinctly smaller main channel um and i i'm yet to go and ask him about that and 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 uh and chat to him about but um something i definitely want to look at look it's into a little where that from? and um you know or you know a lot of john's turtles would have been you know well before it was illegal to take things and stuff like that and it's very likely that this turtle was one of those from that creek um being seeing how small it is it's you know it's it's quite small that's that's my hand behind it it's no bigger than my hand that, what 15 centimeters or something, and and uh, and yeah, it's sexually mature, it, it's it's quite old, you can tell by the sort of um roughness to it, I guess. Mm. Um, but uh, but yeah, and, and John said he he uh he knew in his ponds for 20 years or 30 years or something, so god knows how old this turtle is. But the uh,
3: the the interesting thing, well. We'll get back to where we were before. But yeah. the interesting thing with the uh, Macquarie Eye in, in eastern Australia is that the most recent taxonomic revisions of of uh, really an exercise in lumping. So all of these, this is just Emadura Macquarie Eye in the um, the in the listing I see uh, ZN listing. Um, no references to subspecies. So we like really, I suppose we're only recognised by a common name. I don't understand the the you know the 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 need to not have subspecies based on morphology genetically they're identical to the western flow guys which you've probably got jason um uh but, but more morpho- yeah we've we've got uh you know well we haven't got but we've had creft creft turtle Macquarie before that that uh um that are a lot cooper bigger compared. oh yeah terence is going to get the cooper's creek turtle which is another one well, it's it's still separated Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's so, what so i much. want we've got
0: we've got a real cooper's creek turtle fan oh, did you want to see
3: the cooper
2: uh, up up right. The right here jack
4: <laughs> yeah i love waiting <laughs> oh, all
3: am excited to see this yeah there's a bit of water coming out of this girl <laughs> ah and she's this is the the crankiest turtle well i don't know about your alligator snap uh common snappers and things but she's good god <laughs> that turtle's
5: oh, man.
0: oh my gosh
3: wow. look at that face a little bit cool straight out of the water but yeah she's uh I
1: had to keep her in water because i had to coax her out of a, out of the pond with food so
3: She's had she's killed one male. She doesn't. Oh, she lives with uh, monster. Uh, look at her. Lives, lives with platysternum, with sawshell and uh, albergula in the pond. But don't put it near my face. Sorry.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> and she, so she lives with them in the pond, and they're quite. Is that covering the microphone? No. Yeah, uh, they're so they're, but she's I don't know, just particularly cranky, and yeah. she killed one male chase and kill we, we, you know we we do have a bigger one of her like a bigger uh, uh, Cooper's Creek. Creek girl but that one's not as cranky you always get the cranky one when you put them on show years <laughs> don't you Steve Irwin uh taught everyone over there what cranky I, means <laughs> I find <laughs> the uh, uh,
4: like the the megacephaly is like one of the most it's interesting to me and how it's it's very similar to what you see in the map turtles over here like it's uh like even like morphologically it's the 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 skulls it's like it's almost like convergent but the the big difference like the the lack of the zygomatic arch in their skull like the the whole the whole palette is like narrower on them like if you were to take like a barber's map turtle uh the the actual like maxilla is much wider yeah uh, even though the, the actual head width is probably roughly roughly the same uh the 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 mouth itself was then the plates are going to be much wider. So it's just an interesting uh interesting difference to me.
3: But yeah, yeah. A lot of it's probably well, what we're gonna say about the food there. A lot of it's probably to do with uh, what what's their main food source. I mean we they've got our uh big uh Victor Midura in the we will get their mega megacephalic uh their head, but that's more to do with the diet as they don't start like that now don't really our adults don't really have that activity or if they don't really have but they'll develop it uh in in older age yeah and right. this, these, these guys eat a lot of uh crustacean like uh yabby yeah bivalves you know, and things
4: like, like that, that. yeah 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 that's um, crawf- crawfish that seems to oil. be a, that seems to be like the, the big uh the biggest factor like contributing yeah. to that is like the diet because you can you can I've even seen uh like turtles that are almost almost exclusively megacephalic in the wild like a lot of map turtles and even some yeah. of the musk turtles like American ones and then you raise them in captivity and say so you're not feeding them anything that's tough to crush or would stimulate the jaw muscles and they just develop very small narrow heads while uh
3: Do you know what their live diet is
4: Sorry what the their wild diet is I mean I'm talking about uh the uh map turtles and musk turtles yeah it's it's largely snails and small uh mollusks. crustaceans too but a lot of uh like smaller snails that are very thick shelled and that it takes a lot of effort to crush and they have to crush lots of them mm. and it's like the repeated stress on the jaw muscles must trigger that uh growth and the growth yeah. of the bone yeah. with yeah. it after mm-hmm. and uh what yeah this see- must, must function in a similar way with the cooper's creek turtles and a lot
1: of the other I remember I think I've spoken to you before Jack about how that you know potentially that that that, that macrocephaly might be genetically mediated and yeah and uh, and yeah I thought that was fascinating I haven't looked into it any more than what we talked about but um but it's 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 definitely interesting I I'm recently just looking at uh, the 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 Emidura Gunelini paper. In in that paper, they um they sort of compared the skull caps of of Worreli and Subgobosa, and they and they noted that the that the skull cap was much much more narrow in in um, in Worreli, as You see wild ones that are really old that um that um that have macrocephaly, and and you know virtually never or rarely ever see see it in Subgobosa. Yeah. Uh, um yeah, as well as in that in that uh Emigura any paper they actually found an individual with us with a skull cap similar to the Warrali in Australia and it was smack bang in the middle of the subgabosa um uh distribution and it was morphologically different as well. But yeah yeah going off on 10. Yeah, I
4: think uh <laughs> I think uh, one, you know, uh, Michael, you know, James Terrell sent me a, that picture a little while back. I think it was a subglubosa. It had a just a, a huge head, like massively right. expanded. I just right. don't see that very often. I don't know. Any, I, it's just a random picture. and yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, it, I obviously, like, it looks like that. It looks like the, its head is just massive. And uh, I,
0: I find it interesting how, like, when you look at Macquarie River turtles, generally they've got pretty narrow heads. And then you look, well, I guess um, the, the Amadi, the uh, Cooper's Creek turtles, it's somewhat debatable if they're Crefts turtles or Aquarius. But regardless, that whole group sort of, they maintain kind of these small heads, but then the Cooper's Creek ones, they must just have access to to mollusks that the other ones don't, and they're just mm-hmm. going to town. I thought it was the um, the northern red-faced turtles. I think the western, the Australis, Amador Australis, uh, in John can's book, there's a little anecdote in there. There's a creek up in the the Kimberley region where there's somewhat kind of similar to map turtle undertones. He me- he mentioned that the the males get or stay really small, and the females get big, and the females get really megacephalic. And that that just reminds me of sort of our our North American map turtles, like Jack was saying, but mm. in that population. But then, like when you look at the Cooper's uh, Creek turtles, it's just so odd out of that group of turtles to see that. I, I don't know if you guys see that megacephaly in any other query subspecies or varieties.
3: The or creft, the, the creft of there, I mean, obviously, uh, creft there, yeah. <laughs> the cre- creft turtle, the, I started with turtles um, when Terrence was a little boy. I don't know if he told you about yeah. that, but uh, the, um, uh, the, the small, almost uh, McClay size that we just had before M uh, Fraser Island, completely uh, separate population off the Australian mainland on the Sand Island, were called uh, Fraser Island crefts and Cooper's Creek turtles were called Cooper's Creek crefts and all have that post orbital head stripe, you know, behind the eye. Um, and as, as young, you see that particularly, they lose it with age, as does the Cref, that's typical cref, cref uh, subspecies. But at those with age, we'll get. I think I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you call it. Me- it's a big head, so I suppose I it's megacephaly. I think that. Yeah, <laughs> but, I think uh, they
1: do. It's it's hard to know with older turtles that you know their heads. They, just, their heads are getting bigger. Yeah, their heads are just getting bigger with age. Um, but to yeah, to know whether it's you know really that macrocephaly or whether it's just that's what they look like when they're that size because you know you don't see um that in the old that often um um but uh but yeah it's interesting the uh, another thing is that in australia like unlike all the surveys and a lot of the work that's done in the u.s there's there's a lot less of that being done here and only in the last couple of years that more surveys are being done on wild populations and we're understanding a bit more um i, I don't know if it's similar in the us but um but but yeah it's just sort of sort of our understandings are, are still growing um as much as we know about things you know it's uh it's always adapting
4: yeah the the, the uh, like- Everyone's, I think, pretty much a universal understanding of uh, megacephaly is that it's like almost it's 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 directly correlated with uh, the diet. Like in some species, or that are really widely ranged, like the, the common musk turtle over here, you can find separate populations of them that uh, there's almost no genetic difference at all. But mm. uh, some water populations feeding on Asiatic clams or something, and they have massive heads. And they have mm. populations feeding in like uh, on insects and in, like lentic bodies of water and. Uh even in captive, I think it was Iverson that did this. He had like a was it, I think it was him, who like raised a group of of odoratus like separate from each other and f- specifically fed uh kept one group on like mollusks and tough-shelled organisms exclusively, and then uh kept the other group on soft bodied organisms like f- throughout their developmental uh stages. And the adults that were feeding on hard-shelled organisms developed massive heads, and the ones that uh weren't they they didn't develop large heads so it was pretty much they were both from the same like they were like from the Mm. same clutch like those turtles so yeah it seems to essentially be
1: almost entirely a diet yeah diet dependent yeah yeah it's really yeah it's
0: certainly it's a frontier too i think um there might be some some room for epigenetics work uh that's kind of a newer field looking at kind of how the environment actually kind of modulates genetic expression. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the theories, there's a lot of different ways this can happen, but DNA methylation is when you add a methyl functional group, uh, to the DNA and that can sort of like modulate the expression of certain regions of DNA. And that that's expressed obviously in the proteins and, and, and how, and, and sort of how, the 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 organism is and and if there's something sort of environmentally that's stimulating a change that's going to kind of i guess control the expression of a sequence over time that could change how the organism looks so it's kind of a crazy to think that actually in real time we might be seeing some genetic change that's Mm. not fully just plasticity Mm. uh but like jack saying it's correlated Mm. to diet so something Mm. just kind of interesting to think about for future work i guess and why that is
2: yeah
1: yeah it's fascinating to understand how quickly it's happening and and things it's yeah it's really interesting
0: but yeah i mean uh i guess that's sort of an interesting segue into the whole one of the things i think about when i think about australian turtles is sort of a turbulent taxonomy Um, I think that that, that's certainly, I, obviously that exists everywhere. And and I think John Gray kind of screwed, screwed us up and, and it's still, we're, we're feeling the effects of that 150 Mm. years later all over, but, uh, I mean, he did a lot of good too, but, but, uh, in terms of Australian turtles, um, I think it's kind of interesting. I'm curious what your guys' kind of opinion is, but there's a lot of species that are kind of based on morphology, which I think is certainly valid sometimes maybe species versus like an esu or evolutionarily significant unit maybe would be useful to distinguish between that but what do you guys think in terms of like species wise like i guess that's sort of personal preference but
1: yeah yeah oh we're both being lovers of turtles we both love to see the variation in everything so Within a catchment, is there variation within a river variation? Like we were saying with the Macleays, is there variation in that little tributary in that little creek? For me, recognizing these subtle morphological differences just are very interesting. I, I love that, and I love that. And so I, I'm always probably going to be of the opinion of you know making or you know subspeciating things at the very least to try and understand you know how they how they might differ. Um, but yeah in terms of like how how descriptions have been done and 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 you know commenting on what I think has happened it's sort of I, I sort of I'm sort of coming at it from a from from not really under like a starting sort of viewpoint where I I don't really understand a lot of the taxonom- taxonomy and stuff like that and I'm only starting to learn it learn it now so I understand you know why things have been named in a certain way and why things have been changed you know as a result um, for example like the southwest uh, southwestern longneck from from perth you know originally starting off as oblonga and then being changed to coli when someone else described added a description and you know trying to you know uh, you know meet the 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 guidelines to to describing a new species etc and things like that you know, in Australia, there's a few different parties. You know, Wells and Wellington have done done a few descriptions. Can has done a few, and and others. And and you know, they they're not always on this wanting to be on the same page, and they're always looking at the same, looking at it from the same lens. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I um, when it comes to that sort of stuff, I'm still sort of in the background, not really, you know, uh, voicing my my opinions till I sort of understand it a bit more, but but yeah, I do do like their the idea that we spit subspeciate things and you know recognize differences. Um but yeah it's for example like the the NT long neck now described Chelodina Kuruchapongo. Um uh that is just sort of a recognition of the NT uh group of animals. Um yeah i that one in a second that recognition of just the end of animals as opposed to all of the others that go down um the rugosa complex that goes down through the cape and up up uh um up uh to the tip of cape york um through the gulf through the gulf sorry up to the tip of cape york um but but yeah that. so yeah they um i like that they've done that and i I, i'm uh, you know we know Greg uh, and and a friend in the U.S. You know, had stuff to do with Bill, and as a result, have known you know about the description of Kurichapongo that that Bill did, and uh, and, uh, and and yeah, it's uh it's it's uh, it's in while I read the descriptions and look at how they differ, and you know how these turtles differ in the NT to you know the Gulf region or or along the Cape. It's and, you know looking at photos and things it's very hard to 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 really see the differences in these things and i'm sure you guys are aware of the difficulties in all the Chelodina, northern celadina in australia but um but yeah like it, it, the main differences being between the NT populations and the cape and and gulf populations of being, you know eye color and and uh and you know ratios of shell shell width to length and depth and things like that and you know one maybe one or two other things but that's about it they're sort of the main Susan and you know to what level do you say is different um, um, I guess you the more the more you're able to explain these different the, so the, the the more strong your evidence is and the, the that physical when it's not like Apparent to the eye when it's you know internal, um, you know part of the bone structure and things like that. Um, you know it's 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 uh, it's hard to really understand from my point of view. Um, the,
3: the speciation too in Australia. Sorry, yeah, no, know, keep going. the speciation of different like emidura where things are getting lumped together, and we already know a lot about them. We there's not a real you know there's always something we can know about them ranges. <laughs> habits, all sorts of things, but we know a lot about them because they're right in our faces. They're where we all live pretty much. It's the different species up in the north, I'm talking about the subspeciation of the Macquariei more so, but then the controversial things in Australia are Elsaya, because we're finding out more about them. Uh, Calladina, Caladina up in the tropical northern long... Right down to Perth because we've got... A lot of things are changing there, so uh, yeah, that's that's where the, the the changes will be in the future with sub speciation or just separate species in those different. It's uh that's where I can see it happening more. Well, uh, Maya Kelly's the, the the some was called Wallumbinia. <laughs> um, Uh we won't get into that now. Um so possibly differences within that within that range as well. Uh that's gonna come out sometime soon too. Uh so yeah, a lot of changes on the board there Mm. still and forever changing,
1: you know. Mm. And what and what's interesting going back to the long necks of of Northern Queensland and stuff, the Ragosa, the In Cairns' book, I'm sure sure you've seen in in the Ragosa section or the Cape Ragosa section, the the drainage, there's there's quite a lot of variation moving up the Cape, going right till the tip. And there's one turtle, I believe, on the front page of the Ragosa Ragosa section in the book where, you know, that turtle looks a lot like um, animals from PNG and that turtle looks a lot different to turtles further south in in the rugosa complex um so whether that might potentially be a cyber and rocky or or whatever the 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 correct name is for those southern, southern New Guinean yeah. um long necks but you know it, I, I think personally that there's you know a lot of variation in this sort of Gulf in, in this cape region um of australia for for the rugosa and uh genetically there was a paper done by arthur george's i believe one of his students um uh that looked at the genetic differences and you know percentage percentage differences and things like that and I don't fully understand a lot of that but there are quite distinct differences and quite distinct groupings of um you know different drainages and 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 such that you know genetically they might be might be you know distinct to some degree like they are distinct to some degree is that enough uh Something I don't I don't really know, um, but um, but yeah it's it's interesting it's something I'm gonna, I'm going to read a, read about uh, in the future. Um,
3: a lot of yeah. unknowns in the tropical north of Australia.
1: Yeah, what doesn't help is accessibility, and some parts of Australia just so hard to access. It's just like helicopter access is about is about the only thing that can get you to places, and that comes at a cost.
0: I mean, yeah, it, sorry, yeah, it's it's fascinating, um, just how much sort of recently has been described, like the Kimberley mm-hmm. necks and the 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 Arnhem Land long necks, Those are all mm-hmm. pretty recent, and it yeah. it's I feel like something injured. Like I'm not taxonomy. I think it get overly petty sometimes, and and mm-hmm. a lot of times it becomes personal attacks, and kind of mm-hmm. we start to lose focus of what we're trying to really do here, and I think that we're sort of looking at a snapshot of an organism at this moment in time. So for species, I think we need to look at all the characters we can sort of weigh morphology, genetics, and then sort of is this thing millions of years kind of diverged from other things. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: there's also something to be said for things that are just kind of minorly different. And and uh-huh. we, those are on their own kind of trajectories uh, evolutionarily. And I think we uh-huh. should preserve that. Um, classification wise, I'm not, maybe sometimes it shouldn't be species, but some or other level, but then you get to, to, if it's not a species, then funding and government protection tends to be kind of limited and, and it's easier just to name something as kind of a unit. It's kind of a, a question of how much do we divide things? Cause you could just mm. consistently sort of divide it down. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and I think there's this running idea that genetics is just like sort of. I guess, uh, more important than morphology or something, but that's just not the case. I mean, a lot of people Mm. see like it's a more complex process maybe to get the results, but morphology is when, when used, I think correctly and looked at really sort of um, uh, in a detailed manner can be just as, Mm. if not more informative to tell you sort of the level of uh, sort of how different something is. Uh, mm-hmm. think- it's,
3: where di- it's where division comes up now because of the way people approach turtles. I mean, we've come th- to it from, you know, <laughs> picking one up off the road, you know, like uh, 20 years ago or something like that. I shouldn't say that because it's illegal to do that. But um, you uh, <laughs> tell the secret, damn it. Um, but, so he, uh, but they just, um, yeah. And is that sirens I hear? Yeah. Um, they 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 said they the um uh, the way people approach us, So we've always seen things in the wild, uh, growing up in captivity, whatever. We've always been in rivers. I used to go when I was younger than Terence. I would go surfing on holidays or surfing every day down the beach. We're not far from the beach. Now I go on a holiday, we go to a river, so we're around turtles all the time. We never go to the beach; there's too many people. So there's so the um. Uh, we see things from that aspect. Well, Terence is seeing things from a scientific point of view now, getting that way. But um, yeah, but it's I can understand both sides, uh, but they don't seem people don't seem to be able to work together with it that often, unfortunately. So it's and both that. very essential in the uh, you know in taxonomy. Mm. But yeah, some, some people don't. We we the genetics understand. That much, but I just accept what I hear, mm. and then what I hear from those some people is, I don't. I wonder if they're listening to what <laughs>
1: yeah. the other guys are saying. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, it is. yeah Sorry, I, think I interrupted, we... mate. <laughs>
4: no,
0: no, I mean I think that. Oh, Jack, you're gone.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. No, I was waiting for you to say something, Michael. I thought you had.
0: Oh. Okay the 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 issues of, <laughs> it's a, it's hard to read people's body language on uh, on Zoom. But yeah, we, yeah. We're trying our best. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think um, that yeah, ego gets in the way in taxonomy, and a lot of times I I go I like to read about it, but more so just because it's like you go through these accounts of kind of skullduggery and 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 people just kind of it, it's more of an adventure narrative, I guess, than it is. Uh, um, maybe not a venture. it's more of kind of a a documentation of the history and battles that occur in biology it's more interesting Mm. than people think but uh Mm. in terms of like, yeah i think genetics maybe gets this whole it's like more complex than just looking at something and we think that a lot of people think oh it must be more informative but realistically when you're doing genetics you're just kind of looking at more characters, because each sort of base pair you look at is something that's kind of informative in terms of making a taxonomic decision, but you're only getting a snapshot of of a process that might not be visible at the surface of the the organism, but you don't really know what you're looking at in terms of how it's manifested physically. And and realistically, when you look at morphology, you are, you're looking at kind of a catalog of the genetic history, just in all these different areas. So I think in, in in terms of like making decisions based off a few characters, that can be kind of tough because when did those characters arise becomes the question. But if you have 200, 300 mm. plus different little minute details that hold statistically over a population, mm. I think that there's room there to say the pretty high confidence that genetically that's going to be reflected if mm. we could access the whole genome versus mm. just kind of segments because we still are sort of infancy maybe not infancy but still kind of limited i think in in our ability to make inference but it's one of the biggest questions i guess in the the 21st century is like on science magazine they've got a hundred questions that we need to answer in biology and what is a species is one of them like you wouldn't expect that to be something but it is.
1: yeah and we can we can see that sort of stuff being you know played out in the uh Say in australia the um elsa labricorum that are now elsa uniros um as a result of you know looking at uh you know techniques that um joseph fooney had, had, uh, has developed but like computer techniques looking at you know the scoot school eye and how that relates and how you know angle how things line up and the angles of things and and you know looking at their ratios compared to uh, looking at fossil ratios of things um under sort of special technology uh, comparing that to you know alive specimens now and 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 you know there's no no real genetic basis to any of that but you're looking at 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 these at these fossils that are however however old they are 50,000 50, years old uh, 50,000 year old fossils and and as a result are able to differentiate the current species today you know Um, it's, uh, it's interesting.
0: Hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's that it's pretty fascinating that, that story. Um, Mm. yeah, I mean, um, I guess this, I've got a question for, I guess, everyone, (laughs) um, what is your guys' favorite turtles? That was something we were kind of curious,
4: uh, well. Can I actually interject real quick? Go ahead. Uh, I was saying because I before we go down that road, I wanted to bring up the point earlier that I started talking about before, <laughs> before the uh, we started recording, uh, was what's what Scott Thompson told me. This is about about three years ago now. that He believes the, or at, the, at least at the time, that the pig turtle is a, is a complex of multiple species with at least one residing in the new guinea and then several more in australia but uh, i don't remember specifically what else he said but he did say there was that they're morphologically distinct i've never seen enough of them from knowing where they came from to see anything like that but i found that really interesting i've never heard anyone say that since and i mean i don't think John can or anyone said anything about that in the, in the book or mentioned any kind of like mm. divergence between them. Mm.
0: The one Australian cryptid
3: are <laughs> yeah. 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 And unique. You know, those flippers are just amazing. Really? that are We've got, we've got a little one here. The, um, uh, the differences I think from memory that John's pointed out,
1: it's not in the book though.
3: Yeah. yeah. It was just the, the tolerances to, uh,
1: uh, salinity. salinity
3: and uh, overall size I think they're the main points oh yeah uh, uh, is, I mean it might be fairly superficial but not commonly they're not that commonly kept in Australia um, it's not a, a real widespread because of the class, like we we're talking about before because of the classes of licensing yeah. mm. availability that really one or two people breeding them in Australia.
1: And what's hard is that a lot of the ca- a lot of the areas they're found is is where saltwater crocs are found. Um, so to get to look at uh, wild individuals, it's it's not very easy. You can't just sort of turn up and go for a swim. Um, uh, so you know you need to you need to have permissions to go and catch things and and uh, be affiliate most of the time be affiliated with a group or a body. Or- yeah. You know uh, a target, um, some of that work, um, yeah, um, it might be his, his, is his one of his projects at the moment, so um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, 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 you know, you know want to know uh, about them and yeah, be interesting see what comes of it, but uh, but yeah, even, I'm even within, the size, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, even within like in your
4: size. Yeah. then uh, I mean I've seen pictures of some from New Guinea that are absolutely huge and uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's just the ones there but I mean they're off, it's often cited they can be over 24 inches in carapace length so th- I mean they can be a big turtle and yeah. uh, most of the captive ones I've seen aren't really anywhere near that they're more like 15 inches or so yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: they're crazy too the the video di- then I think was it David at Attenborough maybe they yeah showed. That I, I think that was sped up, but they they poured water on the eggs and immediately they hatched. I oh, think it yeah. was sped up yeah. over time, but it's still kind of yeah. a cool that they've kind of yeah. adapted to.
1: Yeah.
3: A- yeah, they just get to that they, they trigger. Oh, I assume the same in, in P and G as being oxygen starved to trigger the uh, to trigger the hatching. It's amazing
1: yeah there's a there is a there is a bit of footage circling around um of, of i think cans cancer yeah cairns marine. Marine, cairns marine they they bred some and and they just plonked an egg into the water and as soon as it just plonked in the water it started hatching and coming out and it swam out it was uh it was amazing just huh. last jar should, should share
3: that
1: um
0: i get so i'm actually that the hat the water uh i guess diapause and hatching that brings up a question i know um i think you guys have i think it's um it's uh the uh well not a blog any is it a blog? Yeah, northern longnecks rugosa oh uh, yeah they they've been reported to nest underwater right have you guys ever
3: seen that with yours? Or is that just kind of a I I think. is I think um no, we haven't seen it. They haven't, but they're not old enough yet. This is our biggest girl. Oh, and there you go. This is Curichal Pongo, this is the Darwin, which we I mean, I just, I just still say to Terrence the Regoso, you know, I still say that because we're so used to it. But um these are my favorite long neck species, by the way. They're they're just they're a lot of character scratching bastards of things i don't know you know like these those claws are just savage mm. um but they are they're very curious very tough turtles these are the ones that uh indigenous people in not tropical northern australia uh seek out for food quite often they're quite a meaty sort of a thing too but um uh yeah i haven't seen we haven't seen it. ours aren't old enough but other friends of ours who've bred them in captivity have found that, uh, like the diapore, well, even with much less of the diapores, they still hatch. I, I wonder uh, how do I express this properly? I wonder sometimes if those uh, environmental triggers, the thing, like if that's the more recent years, and they still they still can. Uh, they still can lay on land because they lay in in the water, these guys, uh, and the eggs will hatch again with that, uh, that oxygen deprivation. The eggs will hatch supposedly in wet season. That's what I, I know of. But some of the people in captivity don't uh, put the eggs, the adults or the eggs through that, given the opportunity to lay that thing in the final stages of incubation. Mm. So that inundation so uh and they still seem to be okay so I, I you know i want this thing because it's what happens but they don't necessarily have to do it yeah um i'm not using all the correct words here yeah. but that's a lot yeah. a lot
1: of the time as well in in in, in, incubate, in captivity we have incubators and we're taking so much variability out and that variability might be something that slows down development in 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 wild eggs um, in these regions. You know, if they've got, if they've had a, a had a diapause at the start of uh, of, of development, um, does that does that then, or and does other uh, does other you know conditions, you know, the the diurnal sort of temperature changes within the within the chain, you know what what. Like what type of soil? Really fine, silty soil that gets rock hard. You know how much does heat penetrate through that? You know all these things. Perhaps a mechanism to account for these things is slow development and slow growth, and just having that slow growth across this period is beneficial. And then, and then the wet season, uh, the next wet season comes, the trigger, and you know they hatch out. yeah, it's it, it it it. They seem to have you know they seem to be able to hatch at under di- very vari- quite variable conditions, you know, with a diapause without a diapause at the start. Um, but yeah, when it comes to them laying, most most of what I've seen has been you know underwater underwater laying. Um, but uh,
3: with with the hatching too, the that the that you know like with the piggies or fly rivers, the where the, the eggs are, they'll, they'll only hatch uh, when they're oxygen starved due to inundation. A lot of it, possibly with these guys and the areas they live. I, I, you know, I'm not refuting what people say, but the, but is it just purely because when it rains, that's the only time they can get out? Like Terence is saying, that silty muddy layer is rock hard in in, in the off season when it's not the wet season in the dry. So, oh, here's the rain. We hatch. We yeah, can get out. Yeah. We can get out now. So they might still be able to do that mm. uh, if they don't have that. You know, if they don't have that. uh You know, that silty layer. Yeah. You know, they they might still. Uh, they might hatch. Yeah. Uh, they might start hatch. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard you to need know. To, yeah. You need to know a lot to learn still.
1: How they. You know whether they hatch and just sit in that. In that chamber that Soil's too hard, and and they just wait for the wet season, or try to co. Coinc- do the eggs just sit in like a state of like almost completion, and just wait for the for the rain? You know. And
3: we're supposed to be answering questions, <laughs> and we're just asking them now.
1: No, I mean, it, it, it's a
3: great discussion.
1: Because yeah, I feel is- like it's a lot of unknown still. Um, mm.
3: We can learn a lot from the Indigenous people in Northern Australia. That's um, That avenue of uh, investigation is something that John does well. He spent a lot of time with people um, up there. And, uh, I don't with some of the researchers. I don't know, but I'd, I'd like to find out what I could from people up there. There has been a project years past with... Ragosa, which we're now uh, up near Darwin, so it's Pongo, uh breeding for indigenous communities for uh, selling of hatchlings to the pet trade. Um, I don't know if that's still going ahead, I have to go back and have investigate that, but the amount that those guys would know uh, would be fascinating. And there was a brief paper put out by someone who visited, a oh, brief paper put out by someone there, or someone who visited which was chock full of information, but very uh, uh, short and concise, but uh, about uh, uh, incubation techniques and uh, the way they did it. I, I, I tried to find that recently and I couldn't find it. So I'll just see see what I can find. I, I found it interesting when I read it years ago, but we didn't have these turtles then. I didn't know much about them. Everything, every long neck in the, in the tropical north was a rugosa, <laughs> you know. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> uh sorry yeah that was years ago we're always learning
0: well we're back to that classic. <laughs> we're back now <laughs>
3: <laughs> can't escape it
0: that's interesting so they were doing were what were the project with the Carisho pongo and so they were it was like community involved and they'd have certain a, a number of them,
3: they go sell to the pet trade and then others they introduce or what, what was that? I don't know the outcomes of, it. I didn't really, I was more interested in just the incubation techniques and what was happening yeah. and how they, they were getting, they would know a lot because I think they were, they're, they're allowed to catch, uh, from the wild. Um, so they were, they were catching, uh, or catching female female uh, gravid females and inducing, uh, and sometimes they were just finding nests, I think. So it wasn't captive bred, so to speak. So, and then, uh, the, you know, exempt yeah. from a lot of permissions that you or I would have to get if we were doing that sort of thing. But it was a great, I think it was a great for them uh, to make, uh, you know, for, for income mm. and and something that they know a lot about A These turtles are very important to the Indigenous Australians and, uh, they they knew a lot about them, and it was something they were working with that was familiar to them. So, yeah, it was a good project. I believe I really don't know much more about what happened to it.
1: Mm. And it's interesting. I think from memory, the there were there were photographs in from that paper of of Kuritipongo that look a lot different to the ones we have, which would have been you know over from originally from around the Darwin area, I gather. Um, and you know even in the of description um they they sort of state state that there are there are a few groupings that are that are quite that are distinct you know especially as you're starting to move east towards arnhem land um, um yeah and so you know even we even though we we you know there's such such small things uh uh are used to speciate like kuchipongo from ragosa for example with the ragosa there's still different it's it's that distinction of how, how you see it versus how valid that distinction is or how strong that is mm-hmm. um but um but yeah yeah that's
0: um so we're we're starting to get on, on time and we've got a game that we play at the end here. But <laughs> yeah. I have one more question, but Jack or Jason or you
4: guys have any more questions or um, I'm pretty good. I mean that I pretty much got most of what I most of the points I wanted to say. Yeah. yeah. Just say, before we, oh,
3: uh, oh yeah, yeah. Go. Go,
5: uh, before we uh get into like this game, like wanted to ask like what are your future plans with turtles? Like are there more projects oh, yeah. you want to take on do you want to get into like the conservation side or just like where where do you uh, you, you see it going in the future
1: yeah well for me i guess the the we've we've had a we've had, we've done a little bit of work with a few scientists up at up at a the university and they've sort of expressed interest in me working with them possibly in the future on what I don't know um, but yeah uh, th- there's an option of going down that route potentially but um after doing this month, I've i considering <laughs> or I'm, I'm I'm thinking about it a little bit harder but uh but um but yeah I mean when it when it comes to turtles in Australia kind of kind of kind of get sick of arguments happening with a lot of things and I and I, I kind of just want to be you know whether it be helping you know looking at new species potentially or or you know ha- like helping with husbandry or breeding of, of, of endangered species whatever it may be I want it to sort of be in an environment where everyone can be in, involved or helping or provide input um, because a lot of the time people pick a side or they pick an avenue and they want to you know they're def- they, get defensive and you know that's and they don't want anyone else to have anything to do with it. but you know that's sort of where issues arise or issues always arise and and you know it, it'd be good to sort of whatever i may do in the future it'd be good to you know support a lot of what other people do um to know exactly what i'm going to do is, is is a bit unknown it, i guess it's uh I'm definitely going to help turtles, whether that be in my own time or as a, um, we just yeah.
3: we enjoy keeping things here that yeah. it's always a thrill the conservation yeah. a government all the conservation project government run program some privately run things that get permissions, but um, we see uh, people like us, like myself, particularly with a, I'm a greenkeeper, you know, looking after golf courses and things like that. That's what I, do. um, so I've got no occasion. They don't really, they're not really the slightest bit interested in what people like us say. Where I know with you guys over there, there'd be people involved in conservation projects who have no formal qualification that your knowledge is used. It's not seen like that here, really. There's we know a bunch of people here in Australia who are very, very experienced with uh the turtles, their behavior, uh, mostly captive environments. When we see some of the things with the uh, um uh breeding projects, uh, I think they they might not be doing things really wrong, but they could do it a lot better. They're them, no, <laughs> they're not interested. So conservation wise, we can't do anything. I can't do it. Terran's got potential to be involved. They're not t- they're not taking green keepers in most of the government projects, unfortunately. So I just we just carry on with our you know, it's gathering knowledge is good fun. Yeah. Um, seeing things with the, you know, no one can stop us going and having a snorkel and catching things in the wild and observing them, filming them and that's that's around you get that feeling thing oh yeah come on let's go <laughs> mm-hmm. uh it's summer here and it's been busy and COVID yeah, shut down, so yeah. i haven't been able to do these things uh go out to rivers and have these trips but there's, um yeah it's our system works a little bit different to yours yeah. over there and it's
1: a little harder to just get into conservation here yeah
3: they don't let you they don't yeah they don't let you
1: yeah, licensing won't let you quite simply yeah. there's there's been a big issue um uh my um particularly in in queensland where in their native new south wales a system in new south wales and they've only been allowed to be kept in captivity in queensland and victoria and south australia i think yeah. just three of australia states but not in new south wales and and you know upon contacting to 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 acquire uh, captive individuals they just we always get met with you know new south wales new south yeah when we contact new south wales to you know ask about about them they they just say you know you'll never be allowed to keep them yeah that's never allowed you're never allowed to have them uh keep them as well and there's they're considered endangered in the wild and you know (laughs) these are people that keep the turtles and you have a passion for them about the only people truly truly would care about these animals you know spend their own these animals we know a lot of people that have helped animals that only do it on paid time um you know and and you know these people are being told to freeze eggs and and never breed these animals again in captivity and it's just the the, the mindset in australia when it comes from from government groups or overarching bodies is i think a bit of fear and they just go oh that's Oh, we can't allow people to keep this endangered animal. It's going to cause issues. It's going to, you know, all these issues are going to splinter off from it. And and I think it's it it's been shown in many cases that's that that having that thing is perhaps detrimental.
3: A lot of blanket rules and yeah. unwillingness to change old things. And it's funny with that thing. Very quickly, I know we have to go. It's only it's only early afternoon for us here. You guys are probably falling asleep. But um, the uh, um, we've. Terence's, is my wife is Indian, Terence is half Indian, that's why we look so similar. <laughs> um but he uh, um we have an interest in turtles in India too, which is just just like another world. That's just um we our, our trips to India. Uh we've seen turtles there, but they're the only they're only allowed to keep uh non endemic <laughs> non native species. Yeah. In, uh, in india it's bizarre you know so they're allowed to have really species there so a little bit like that with the purvisi in new south wales that's what made me think of it anyway
5: right on uh michael do you have like the uh things set up for like the little like closing game that we do or oh, yeah, yeah are you yeah, have trouble with that no i'll get it set up now
0: but that i mean that's a good note to end on i think and I've so, still got yeah. tons of questions. I think we've all got quite we'll have to at some point have you guys back on because just yeah, it's just been amazing. Um it's just been awesome. And we'll, uh we'll get
3: we'll get the other half of the turtles out then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, and we've got we've got some kind of bureaucracy here in terms of getting in the way of conservation, but it certainly seems like Australia's also got kind of similar a similar deal. Um So we do a little game at the end here, um, where it's, it's a trivia game. I guess I can explain this. Um, and we, we have a name, a random name generator. And so we spin it once. And the first person that gets picked, um, they get to come up with five questions related to turtles in two minutes. And then we spin the wheel one more time. And the second person that gets picked has to answer those five questions and, and kind of the, the rules here are that you can't pick something that's like way out of the ballpark that nobody's going to know, but kind of just go and try to pick some obscure stuff. So if you guys want to uh, participate in this, uh, we're only all- we one person
3: or two people,
0: uh, you could, uh, you guys could team up <laughs> or you guys could
4: do two. I mean, uh, it
3: would, it would make sense.
4: I mean, they could, if they did two, that might make sense. Cause normally it'd be five people. Cause, uh,
3: Ken's not here. That's the only thing.
0: Oh, <laughs> that would a little father versus son duel. That might be. That might he be, tells yeah. me
3: what to do now. I used to tell him what to do with now. He comes home and tells me he doesn't live next to university, so yeah. he comes home and says, "Dad, did you do this? Dad, did you do that? Yeah, why did you do this? Why did you do that?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah,
0: I, I guess we could okay, so you guys will be a team and then now. uh we're all we're all single here. So you guys wanna participate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um I'll pull up the the name generator. Um and I'll share my screen so you guys know that I'm not that this is not just random. Uh let me get here. So I could definitely so we've had some good duels in the past, um, but let me get this window. Hopefully, I can do this. I should be able to.
3: Uh, some questions.
2: Yeah,
3: I'll look up. I'll look up <laughs> the answers.
0: Uh, can
2: everyone
3: we see my
5: screen?
0: We,
3: we all. I think have, we all have that book. So,
5: like. Yeah, we all
0: have <laughs> okay. Let's 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 keep it Australian turtle related. How about that?
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think there's a, that, that makes I'm that makes that it. would make me pretty vulnerable because there's big gaps in my knowledge when it comes to a lot of like, I, I know a lot of, <laughs> but then a lot of it is just like,
3: <laughs> well, what do you have? Mostly uh, Jack? Uh, a
4: lot of American turtles and uh, Asian, a lot of Asian turtles, but I don't know, just there's it's it's very a lot of it stems from I just I've, Australia is such a foreign place to me and uh, the geography and, and all of just all of that is different yeah. to me. So it's 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 harder to piece things together as, as uh, compared to yeah. like uh, places I'm more familiar with. I have an understanding of the geography and the rivers and but uh, yeah. Australia, I'm still I'm still getting to learn most of it.
1: I've, yeah, I've never been. My,
4: my dad was there a couple years oh, ago. But. He was in, but. Yeah. Cool.
0: Oh, okay. Can You'll you guys see come... my uh,
3: screen? Can see you. I'd love to
4: get at some point. You see yeah, the wheel? Yeah.
3: yeah. No, I can't um, see the wheel. But we I trust you. It. Just get a pen, okay, write the I names guess. down, stab it on the page, and we trust you.
0: <laughs> i let me try one more time. I don't know if it's gonna work. Uh can is the wheel up now? No, no. All right. That's not gonna okay. So (laughs) well, you guys have no option. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to trust me on it. Well, here, how about this? Why don't you
3: three think up some questions in the five in the time and we'll try and answer it? That
5: could be fun, something a bit different. We could yeah. Hey Michael, uh we we could
4: just we if we wanna sneakily you wanna do that? All right, we can text
2: them. Whisper to each other.
5: other. (laughs) <laughs> Works so what's going on are we just a little like uh united states versus australia uh turtle trivia yeah,
0: yeah.
3: okay okay <laughs> i like that it be it's not like cricket you guys probably don't Do you mean like uh cricket is. we each question <laughs> each
4: other like you guys question us on something and we question you on something like that could work
0: five questions each way but we go we start with we rotate every every time
2: yeah
5: a little volley going. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I like, I like the sound of that.
0: It's a duel. <laughs> One sec, we got to get a little music going. I think.
3: <laughs> need a ton of um, questions. Yeah, I think in general. All questions.
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <got>, <laughs> <some music. laughs>
2: All you right, wait.
0: To... Let's. I got to get two minutes. We got two minutes to think some stuff up.
3: the Charger. Do you want me to ask you a question? No, give him a chance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be brutal. Oh, man. (laughs) It's going to be a massacre We're all
4: going (laughs) to... All right. So, (laughs) are you writing the questions right now, Michael, or...?
0: Wait, so, how? okay, just, are we just doing Australian turtles, or what's the
3: um no i do anything. I was, well, I was thinking if, okay if, anything,
2: yeah, oh, yeah. anything?
3: alright you need to challenge us we don't know enough about your your side
4: as I was going to say what if they ask us about our stuff we asked about theirs
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: I've got a two minute timer. We're at one minute now. So one more minute, I guess. We're all focused. Wow. All right, that's time. Yeah, that's are we all good? We got five questions, I guess. Or so. How are we gonna do this, Jack? J, are we all kind of on a U.S. U.S. versus Australia?
4: Yeah, I was, Michael, yeah. did you come up with uh, how many questions did you
5: get?
0: I have three because I figured we'd trade off.
5: Yeah, but I put one in the on, uh, the group chat, so whoever like chat. wants to read them off. Jack and Michael have access to it.
3: Jason. You're lucky I Jason, don't look Jason. at group chats.
0: I think, Jason, you should be the guy that's kind of the – you should read them for us, and then we, I'll get the music stopped. So <laughs> now, time for battle.
3: Damn it. it. That's good thinking music.
4: <laughs> All right, I, sent, I sent one to the chat. I think it's pretty good.
5: Okay,
0: Jason, you're. can okay, you be our designated – Yep, I heard it come through.
5: Right on. Do you want to um, send yours in, Michaels? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> so by now, hopefully Ken. Yeah, I'm not. Hopefully Ken um, is having a good dinner tonight. Okay. Yeah, this is good. Okay. What? Uh, <laughs> Jack sent. So boys, what are we thinking? I like it yeah that's yeah okay well i'm gonna send my
3: do we have to guess what you're thinking (laughs) oh
5: that's the question is what is michael up to right now
0: (laughs) okay so that's four i guess all right if we need a fifth we'll get All right. So, Jason, you should have all my.
5: Yeah, we have five. (laughs) Okay. It might work out then. All right. (laughs) Who's starting
0: us off? I think the guests need to go first.
1: Okay. You go with yours.
3: Uh, Okay. What can you guys name three different genera in Australian turtles that exhibit cloacal respiration?
0: Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. There's
3: I've got two right off the bat. There's more than three, but i only want three.
0: Okay, can I drop my two and then go ahead, yeah. Michael?
3: Drop your two, Michael. Okay, so, so
0: the Mary River Turtle, Eluser, okay. macrurus, and then the Fitzroy River Turtle, Rheodides. which we talked we spoke about early on um as far as i've got a i've got a guess i know but i i'll let the other guys think about this one i'm trying to think of it right now Hmm. i'm just i've got a guess based on similarity of appearance and i'm i'm just trying to think uh So just genera, though, not species,
3: just... Yeah, they're usually quite uh, similar across this, you know, okay. just within okay. that gene, yeah.
4: So what two we have so far, Lusor and... Uh...
1: Riodides. Riodides.
4: Uh, would it be in myokeles or...?
3: That's it. There, that's one got, of them.
4: Hey. All
0: <laughs> right, we got. We got. Three. All right.
3: Yeah. I was thinking the, the uh the other one is the one is Elsaya. That's. What oh man! I, didn't so know. I, I was snappers,
0: thinking white throated snapper. Yeah, that's what it I was thinking. Like the yeah, first yeah. one. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
4: you. Uh, Jason, you wanna? hold well on
5: Yeah. um So the first question: uh What's the genus name for North American map turtles?
3: Whoa,
1: map turtles is that? It... I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna yes grab, grab, temmies.
5: Yeah, you got it. Is that it? One to one, no way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, you got it. All right, next one.
1: That was just the first name that popped into my head. Oh, um, mine's sort of like a two-part, two-parter. But, but um, Cheladina longicollis. Um, first hats, What color are the things typically on their when they when they hatch? They typically two colors. What are those two colors? And then, at what age would you say they start to change? to to the colors that are more reflective in adults? Oh, that's (laughs) another good one.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Colors in terms of like... Okay. I Yeah, I've got... Plastron. Plastron colors. Yeah, yeah. All right. The first... Well, so they're kind of like...
1: (laughs) Two two colors.
0: Yeah, well, they're kind of black and r- orange reddish. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. And then
1: the other question was, when
0: does when do they change?
1: Yeah, when do you start seeing that? What they look like there, in, that dad's holding up with the black and the and the and the orange to 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 help when they're adults with the white plastron and the black. Black line.
0: Jack or Jason. You want to take this? I've got an idea, but I'm not. Yeah. Yet.
5: Do, do you have an idea, Jack? I, I've got one, but it's like pretty, pretty general. general. Yeah, it's a, I've got a general idea, yeah, but yeah. i got a
0: specific. I mean, part of my okay, I'll, part of my idea is that it's not necessary. My idea is that it is general. I don't know if that makes sense.
5: Here, Jack. It's how about exact. you take this one then, since know. it sounds like a
0: Jack's got it. Wait, what? <laughs> we, did, we just <laughs> we just volunteered you to on? answer the second part of the question. Hold
2: down You volunteered phone,
4: me please. to answer. All right. Uh, you put me on the spot, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> You're going to have to
0: you can't just say that
4: you, you no, got to try. We, you got to try. Are, we, are you still talking about the exact same part? The uh, what, what age? age? Yeah. You,
0: you um, pretty yeah. much answered this the
2: question with they Simone. They, to, like
4: sexual maturity or after like, I don't know,
1: five to ten years of age. Somewhere in that time. Good guess. Not quite correct. <laughs> but um, I can actually show you. Okay. So we have. And you can see he's starting to, the colour is starting to fade. It's actually less obvious. He looks that's a lot blacker oh, wow. on oh, the, on the computer. Out, really. But that's how the change within. Got water in. Yeah. Gonna... <laughs> that's a change within one year. And that change will slowly become greater and greater across the next year. And it, sh- it should be. Become completely white within the next say year year old they start to get that full white plastron with the sutures Black delineation Black delineations yeah <laughs> right. yeah I can see that
4: I was gonna guess like Hit three to five years that's yeah, that's kind of similar right. that's kind of similar to the mud turtles over here like the cool. eastern mud turtles they have like a bright red like orange on their plastron but once they start to grow it it, it dissipates quickly I, all right yeah so the yeah. uh the,
5: the second question keep things rolling here uh Wait. how many species of turtle are there overall
0: oh we might have got them
1: ah yeah this will be yes oh. 325 340. <laughs> who's closer <laughs> i have no idea two what, out, was the two first, eight. what was the
0: first
3: one 325 i said uh
0: okay so i i think we have to make a judgment on here i might be willing to give that half a point because it wasn't like exact but the 340 was really close
4: that was really okay. Cool. So,
0: the latest assessment, I believe, is 358. So, 340 right. is with it's 18 off. It's not exact, but it's close enough that you guys think a half point's fair,
1: sure.
3: Yeah, well, did you We're write talking? that question yesterday or today? Because it's changed in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: actually a good point <laughs> between uh, within a few, so yeah. it might be more. Yeah, three, yeah. That's a. I'll give a half Happy point smart. for that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. All right. Time for um.
5: Another one. you are oh, tied yeah. up here. Uh, yeah, yeah. They actually got um, us by half a point, so. Yeah. No. Well, okay. I
0: I I give ourselves a half because we answered half of the. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You can have <laughs> Okay. A half. Gotcha. Seems that. fair. Yeah. All right. Um. I've got one. What? Australia's largest. Uh,
4: is that *Keratina expansa*? Got it. All
1: right,
4: that's that's a, I, can,
0: all right. I can tell you the size. It's like 80 yeah. millimeters,
5: right?
4: Yeah, something like. Yeah. Is that something like that? Yeah, is yeah. It's like or something crazy.
5: Like it's huge. All right. So our, uh, our third question for you guys: What's the largest non marine? uh slash non-tortoise turtle it's uh yeah, that's it's confirmed
0: online. it's not the, there's one that's
3: oh. the vietnamese ah uh, what's about. its name? name uh i'll know it when i hear it um i think we know uh, what the yeah vietnamese yeah i just show. can't think of the name I <laughs> see. Am I on the right track?
1: Do brain, brainy? No.
3: Nah. No, I don't think nah. so. No. Nah. I can't nah. remember. Well, is it common us. name good enough? Yeah. <laughs> Vietnamese. gel turtle. Yeah. So
0: I, I read this question, I was thinking. Uh, narrow, narrow-headed softshell turtle. That's it. Is the, yeah, the largest confirmed. You, I think you guys were thinking Raphidus, the Yangtze giant softshell.
4: Wait a so, second. All right, all right. Yeah. Have, hold up. They've confirmed. This is a bit random, but if they've confirmed, they've confirmed narrow-headed softshells over like the 340-pound range. Because I know Raphidus have been confirmed, or like the Vietnamese giants have been confirmed over 340 pounds. There's anecdotal for higher, but I mean well. confirmed.
3: Three hundred and fifty wow. was supposedly. That's about one hundred and forty kilos or something kilograms or
0: something. yeah, <laughs>
3: the, okay, some... are, yeah it's I, I, I it's kind of
0: <laughs> that's kind of shaky, I guess. There Rap- are of, a There's a
4: record in Pritchard's book of uh three hundred and ninety two pound raffidus. But I think that,
0: that well, that was that big one that they took. That was the one that was in Keem, I think. And the, so that get the that point, or, or uh, that was a different one. It was from a swamp. Uh, I don't think there's any points awarded there. Cause... No. Right. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so, so that was our uh,
1: final question. Uh, yeah. We need, oh, to think, think. we need to think of one other. Um,
3: I didn't think we'd get this far. Uh, I mean, like a penalty should out I thought we might get knocked out earlier. Yeah.
5: <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, right now, I believe we're up by one. So if you want to just, you know, take the L and, yeah. you know, we can go about yeah, our, yeah. our days and nights, yeah. you know. We could... Yeah,
3: you win the penalty shootout. Yeah. You just take your shirt off and run around the field.
5: Yeah, <laughs> USA one. Next time we'll see
0: All you. All right. Th- th- yeah, yeah th- thanks yeah. for
5: coming on. Uh, yeah.
0: L, we, well, actually, wait. No we have one question. We put up a question sticker. We went super long. But I don't know. So Terrapin Studios asked on our Instagram – uh, if you guys know what species of toxic beetle juvenile Parker's snake necks are said to mimic, that's kind of a specific question. Right?
1: Wow,
3: Terence knows more about the the and uh, long neck species yeah. than I do. I haven't I haven't spent that much time reading up on them.
1: In terms of the Parker, yeah, I don't... Either, it's a very 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 uh, 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 question it's and and how they mimic it i I gather that they're they're talking about the vermiculation on the head um uh in the look in in the the look look. um but um but yeah it's i i that species of turtle is is amazing The, the the that one um uh, the Parker eye, and 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 as I sort of mentioned before, that that one turtle in, in John's book, uh, in the in the on the is um actually has a, quite a bit of amiculation a light sort of backing to the head, and I, I've wondered before whether that's whether that's somewhat related to the Parker eye up there, but um but yeah, we'll try and find out. We'll try and find out about this uh, this beetle. Definitely something I can I can read about at university. So um, yeah, we'll have yeah, to get back sounds, to them on that one. It sounds like it's some form of
0: maybe well Batesian mimicry, where you have a non-toxic animal mimicking something that's toxic. But yeah, it's a good question yeah. Uh, from yeah yeah Heropin. yeah yeah so that that's something we'll have to answer at a future point but it's yeah it's yeah stumped all For of sure. us
1: so uh yeah 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 i don't know even if they want, want to send me a message on my instagram i'd be happy to follow up and we'll like we'll you link
0: guys, you guys we'll link your yeah. uh, instagram and facebook in the in the description as well so people have access and know where to contact yeah, yeah. Cool. well um cool i guess i can just wrap us up and uh but thank you uh andrew and terrence it's been amazing uh to talk to you guys and just kind of pick your brands on a group of turtles that um we definitely don't hear as much about and just to hear about some of the updates and i mean it's it's incredible so just to get some of this knowledge uh i learned a ton i think i speak for all of us so um at some point we'll have to have you guys back on if if you're interested but this
3: is just amazing uh so thank you if guys you so much squeeze in another two if you can squeeze in another two hours and ten minutes
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah i mean it, it, we could go on for i think days honestly it's just been awesome but i think that it's getting late for these guys and you guys are on all different in the morning yeah yeah you guys are on a whole different season <laughs> Is. I forget yeah. that we're in winter and that's summer, I think,
3: so get out of um, work this morning.
5: Oh, man. <laughs>
3: yes. Terrence that's has got one degrees. thing to show you before we
1: go. A, de- a departing okay. surprise. Is that Elsa? Nice. Whoa. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, we, didn't, yeah. we, didn't, yeah. we didn't even
0: have time to talk about. God Earth. dang. We didn't. I know.
5: Wow. Well, not enough uh hours the in the day I guess
1: yeah so I've seen can see
3: the, the skull of one but we've had this one since baby too it's uh been living outside you can see for that quite a few years now, now. the
1: head is slowly turning white
3: that's Female. awesome yeah
1: that's fast that's amazing and I
0: guess McCord Bill Bill McCord probably has one but or has one but yeah. that's maybe the only one here I don't know that's that's amazing. Yeah. That, that's a whole story, but um, I think we'll have to talk about that another time. But it's just been awesome. Thank you guys for coming on, and I'm sure Thanks it's for so taking great. like cool, that Kevin. two hours yeah, and 12 that to was turtles awesome. <laughs> with us. It, it was yeah. worth missing the Super Bowl. I think I speak on all of our. <laughs> yeah, I agree with
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I we can't. think so too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank Thanks, you guys. guys. Thank You're you. Thanks, Take guys. care. See you, See you See soon. It.
2: Bye. Bye.